Thank you so much, praise team. That was wonderful as we are giving glory, honor, and praise to our wonderful Lord. Every subject or skill is based upon certain basic principles. We often call them the fundamentals. And to make progress in that skill or that subject, we have to master the fundamentals. Now we understand this so well, it is actually automatic in our thinking. But let's do a little exercise here this morning. I will put up some basic principles on the screen, and you tell me the subject or the skill that these are the foundation of. Are you ready? All right, here's the first one. Addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. What is the skill? Math. All math is based on these fundamentals. And if you're going to move from basic math to story problems, to algebra, to calculus, you've got to build on these fundamentals. Here's the second one. What subject are these fundamentals the basis of? Yeah. The English language, right? You never learn to spell, you never learn to read, you never learn to write, unless you master these fundamentals. And all the great books in the English language are written by people who have mastered the alphabet. Um, What skill is this the fundamentals of? Let me bring it up here. All right, baseball. You know the famous baseball manager, Leo DeRocher, said this. There are only five things you can do in baseball. Run, throw, catch, hit, and hit with power. And every great baseball player who ever mastered the game mastered these basic principles And the key to maturing as a baseball player is mastering and doing these extremely well. I have a question I want you to think about this morning. Here's the question. Are there basic principles of Christianity that every believer should acquire? What's the answer to that question? Yes, there are. And just as a baseball player will never mature as a player unless he masters the basic principles, so the way to mature and develop in the Christian life is by learning and building on the first principles. Now we have begun in our church a discipleship ministry that is simply called the First Principles series. Uh, Here are a couple of books in that series, Becoming a Disciple, The First Principles of the Faith, and then another one a little further down the line, Passing on Your Beliefs, The First Principles of Family Life. 
And what this is, is a very simple, practical means by which believers can build on the basics of the faith in following Christ. Chris Mauser last Sunday, or last summer, began two training sessions to teach others how to lead the first principles. Seventeen people so far have been through the training, including six elders and both pastors. And what our desire is to do is to multiply. Multiply people who are learning the first principles of the faith and multiply others who can lead in small groups, others to learn the principles of the faith. I began to wonder, as uh, I have been interacting with this material for some time, what does the New Testament teach us about this? How clearly is this taught in the Scriptures? And what I've discovered is absolutely fascinating and wonderful. This morning, I want to take us on a little journey to see what God's Word has to teach us about this. Let's bow for just a moment and ask the Lord to guide us. Father, our desire as a church is that all of us would be becoming Christ followers. And for that to occur, there is a foundation that must be laid in every single life And then we must build upon that foundation as we follow Christ. Teach us this morning the significance of that truth from your word. For Jesus' sake, amen. As you look at this uh, expression in the New Testament, what you discover is the first principles comes from two Greek words, uh, arche stoikeion. Arche stoikeion. And you probably will notice immediately that the word arche is the word from which we get our word archaeology from. Archaeology is the study of beginnings or the study of first cultures. And here's what the original meaning of this phrase is. Any first thing from which the others belonging to some series take their rise, an element of first principle. Now, here's how it's translated in the New Testament. When you come across this phrase, it is translated elementary principles, basic principles, elemental spirits, or first principles. And it is found five times in the New Testament. Galatians 4, verse 3 and 9, Colossians 2, verse 8 and 20, and Hebrews 5, 12 to chapter 6 and verse 1. Now what is interesting, as you begin to study this phrase, the first principles, in these five passages, what you discover is that there is a contrast the New Testament sets up. The New Testament contrasts the world's first principles with Christ's first principles. And when you begin to see this, notice what you learn. First of all, notice the world's first principles. Open with me to Galatians chapter 4. And let's notice some very, very significant truths. Truths that I had never seen before, though they are plainly revealed in God's word. 
Galatians 4 and verse 3, notice what the Bible says. In the same way, we also, when we were children, speaking here spiritually before we came to know the Lord, were enslaved to the elementary principles of the world. And so notice the truth. Before Christ, we were enslaved to the world's first principles. I won't ask you to turn there, but in Colossians 2.8, we learn this. The world's first principles are based on human philosophy and understanding alone. Now, when I go to a doctor, I want a doctor who is well-trained in the human philosophy and understanding of medicine. I want him to know that. So there is some value there. But spiritually speaking, this will never lead us to the truth of God. The world's first principles will never help us to know God. And so notice thirdly, after Christ, we should not go back to these weak and worthless first principles. But look at verse 9 of Galatians chapter 4, and, and notice what Paul says to us. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world whose slaves you want to be once more? Do you see how this contrast is setting up? It's interesting, as we look at the life of Christ, he was always doing this. He was always contrasting the world's principles with him. And many times he would use an illustration. You may recall on one occasion that he took a child, and he stood this child before his disciples, and he said, you think that in order to enter into heaven, you have to become like adults. But he said, I want you to understand that that's the world's understanding. That is their basic principles. Instead, he said, to enter into heaven, you have to become like this child. A child is humble. A child is teachable. A child is willing to trust. And so Jesus was saying, you have to humble yourself before me. You have to be teachable before me. You have to be willing to trust me as a Savior to do for you what you cannot do for yourself. And then remember one time the disciples, they were arguing about who is going to be the, the greatest. And Jesus again took a child and, and stood that child in their midst. And he said to them, you know what leadership is like in the secular world. In the secular world, the, the leaders lord it over their followers. They want to be the boss. But he said spiritual leadership is different. To be a spiritual leader, you must be like this child. The greatest must become least of all. If you want to understand my principles of leadership, you must understand it starts with being the slave of all. And so you see the great danger. 
That having begun as followers of Christ and believers in Him, that the tendency for us is to go back. Back the way that we were raised. Back how we were taught. Back uh, the way the culture says life should be lived. And so the New Testament says to us, there is a contrast to the world's first principles. And those are the principles of Christ. And look what these are. Christian first principles are based upon the teaching about Christ. All believers are expected to learn the first principles of God's Word. And then notice this. Failure to grasp and remain convinced of the first principles will hinder Christian maturity and discernment. Now don't miss this. Don't miss this contrast. There is only one safe direction to be going in the Christian life. What is that direction? Forward. That is the only safe direction for any Christian to go. And if we are not going forward, we will be going backward. And if we are going backward, we will be building on the principles of the world And notice what these passages are saying. If that begins to happen, we cannot move forward in Christian maturity and discernment. This final passage has become so influential in my thinking over the last number of years that I have memorized that passage. I'm not going to quote it here this morning, otherwise you will know how bad my memory is. But I'm going to ask you to turn there to Hebrews 5. And this morning, what I want to do is bring three simple applications that have affected me profoundly, and I hope today that they will affect you profoundly. Listen to this passage. Hebrews 5, 12, down to 6, 1. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the basic principles of the oracles of God. The Amplified Bible translates this, the first principles of the word of God. You need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. But solid food is for the mature. For those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity. Three applications. Let me give them to you here this morning. Number one, some people waver with uncertainty over the first principles. Verse 12 says, by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again 
the first principles of the Word of God. Now, for these Hebrew Christians, many of them were doubting what they had been taught. Was this really true? And so they were wavering. Do you know what may be true of us today? We may waver not because we doubt these principles, but because we don't know them. We have never been taught them. And not having been grounded in the first principles, we are uncertain. We are wavering. Notice the second application. And all of these build on one another. Uncertainty about the first principles will hinder spiritual maturity. He says about these wavering, uncertain, unfounded Christians, you need milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness since he is a child. Do you notice what was happening? They were not maturing. They were remaining spiritual babes. It is impossible for anyone to use what they are uncertain of. And that was the problem. By the way, in verse 1 of chapter 6, when he says, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ and go on to maturity, the word leave there does not mean to forget. It means to build on, doesn't it? You don't forget the basic principles. They're the foundation. What you do is you build on them. This past summer, I had a wonderful conversation with Susan Michaels, and she made a statement that, that I have not forgotten. She said, we need to believe the gospel every single day. Every single day. The gospel, which is the beginning of the Christian life, is not something we leave behind. But we believe it every single day. We need the gospel every single day as we build towards maturity. If I was a student at Marquette High School, and I went into Carl Thompson's algebra class, I would not expect to hear this from Carl. I want you students on the first day of algebra to forget everything that you have learned about addition, subtraction, multiplication, and division. I would not expect him to say that. What I would expect to hear him say is, we're going to build on those skills and every single day, we're going to build on the skills you learned in math so that we can advance towards mastering algebra. When Pastor Hank was the manager of the Marquette Reds Legion baseball team, I would not have expected him on the first day of practice to say to his players, I want you to forget everything you ever learned in Little League about throwing, catching, running, and hitting. We are moving on from that.
No, I think what he would say is something like this. We're going to build on those skills. We're going to use the basic principles that you learned in Little League so that we might develop into legion ballplayers. Now that is the way the Christian life is. To move on, we build on the foundation that has been laid, and if our foundation is shaky, uncertain, or wavering, we cannot move on. Third and final principle. Building on the first principles engages personal discovery and practice. Look at verse 14. But solid food is for the mature, for those who have trained their powers of discernment by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Isn't this what we all want this morning? Don't we all want to be mature, discerning Christians who in all walks of life can distinguish between that which is bad and that which is good? Isn't this what we all want? In fact, I would go this far. I would say this is the goal of the Christian life. The goal of the Christian life is becoming Christ followers. And to become a Christ follower means that we are developing a discerning heart and mind so that in all areas of life we can distinguish the good from the bad. Let me this morning ask uh, some questions, and I don't want you to answer the questions. Don't respond, because I know if you do, everyone's going to say yes. So let's just spare ourselves everyone saying yes, okay? What parent does not want to be more discerning for the good of your children? Isn't that what we all want? Friday night, my wife and I watched the movie Courageous, the Christian-based movie. And here are a group of five men who decided we want to be the best fathers and husbands we can be. And so they realized there were some principles that they needed to build on if they were to be the best fathers and husbands they could be. And they covenanted it to one another that they would build on those principles. One went back and began living according to the principles of the world, the other four moved forward. If you haven't seen the movie, it's a very inspiring movie, but when it was all over, I thought it was a great, great movie. Now guess what I have to do? I've got to build on those basic principles. What leader here at Bethel Baptist Church does not want to be a wise and discerning leader for the health of this body? All of us do. 
And there are basic principles in the Word of God about what spiritual leadership is all about. And to be a wise leader means building on those principles. Here's another question. What married person does not want to be more discerning with their spouse for the health of their marriage? Isn't that what we all want? My wife said to me this past week, I'd like to go to that weekend to remember. She uh, doesn't ask me for a lot. And when she said, I'd like to go with the Nelsons and any others from our church who are going, I thought to myself, I need to say yes to this. There are things I can learn, things I can be reminded of, that I might be more discerning and distinguishing what is good and what is bad for the health of my marriage. By the way, for the Nelsons who are heading up, that's free advertisement right there, all right? Now, did you notice something? This is what we all want. We want what this verse says, that we are able to be discerning so that we can distinguish good from evil. We want this in every way, but did you notice what is required for it? Two things. Number one, practice. Verse 14 says, constant practice. All of us know what practice is. It is the process of learning a skill until it is acquired. Did you know? Maturity is a process. Maturity is a process. It takes a process to mature in the Christian life. Many years ago, I heard a a, a national Christian leader, I'm not sure where, I believe it may have been at the Moody Pastors Conference, but he said something I'd never forgotten. He said, if I could communicate one thing to the American church, this is what I would communicate. He said, I would love to see all American Christians become more process-oriented rather than simply event-oriented. I never forgot that. Thank God for all the events that He blesses us with and how they can dramatically impact our lives. But never forget this. Maturity is a process. It takes a process to mature. Second thing. Second word here that is key is the word trained. Trained. He says in verse 14, our discernment has to be trained. Very interesting word. This comes from the Greek word for gymnasium. And everybody knows what you do in a gym, right? You go to a gym to get physically fit. Uh, This past week, I've begun to have some pain in my lower back. I said to Corey Steed yesterday, I said, I just don't know what has been going on. You would think that I'm going to be 59 years old or something. And she said to me, well, aren't you going to be 59? 
And yesterday I was in the pool and I thought, are there some exercises that I can do on my back? And lo and behold, they are. To strengthen my lower back muscles. Now that's the way the Christian life is. Maturity takes spiritual exercise so our souls can become fit with godly wisdom. Let me say that again. Maturity takes spiritual exercise so that our souls can become fit with godly wisdom. And so how do we get what we all want? Practice and training. One of the very helpful things that we learned this summer, and again, as we've been working with Chris through the training, is a statement that has very much impacted my own heart and thinking. And this morning, let me close with it. Clearly, there are first principles of the faith. The New Testament says so. They are embodied, embedded in real letters to real churches with real people. There is something about that design that forces each of us to go through the study process ourselves. We are trying to preserve this process in the First Principles series. Here's what I would like all of us to do today. Number one, pray for Bethel Baptist Church. Pray that God will help every single believer at Bethel to have a solid foundation that leads to growing maturity so that, in fact, we are becoming Christ followers. Pray for that. That's why we exist as a church. And then secondly, ask God how He may want you to be involved. Either learning the first principles that you might have, the solid foundation that will enable you to grow to maturity, or to learn how to lead them with small groups of others, that they might mature as well. What does the Bible say? Therefore, let us leave the elementary doctrine of Christ. Let us go on to maturity. May God help us with this great call because we want to be a church that is becoming Christ followers who grow, connect, serve, and tell. Let's bow together. Lord, the path is laid out so clearly before us. 
And the danger is so clear as well. The danger is, having begun in the Spirit, we would try to continue in the flesh. The danger is that having started well, we would not build the right foundation and therefore not move on to the maturity that Christ has called us to in all areas of life. Father, we have a great role in this community. We are a beacon of light to all around us. But they will only see you as they first see Christ in us. And that is our quest. Guide us into it as your special, dear, and called people. For Jesus' sake. Amen.